welcome back to Storical, dear listeners. Well, if you're listening in real time, the world is basically burning down. I have so much anguish for all the Black lives that have been lost, as well as all of the people affected by COVID. 2020 is not a year, it's an entity. To that end, I need to share that I'm having some health issues, so you may notice that episodes are shorter and I might be posting one or two times a month instead of every week. I'm not really sure yet. I'm just going to see how it goes. The best way to make sure that you hear every episode is to either subscribe in whatever app you use or check the historical Instagram page or any of the social media pages for Immortal Perfumes. Please know that I'd rather be talking to you than doing anything else. Also, what I have is completely curable, so don't worry about me, but my treatment plan is roughly seven months long. So it's going to be a rough one, but please believe me when I say that I'm very excited to just get this over with and be healthy again. All right, housekeeping sorted. I know I normally start off with a big, long, delicious episode about our subject, but with everything happening, I just couldn't concentrate. So instead, let's start with one of the most captivating stories when it comes to Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, his rivalry with Salieri. Okay, if you haven't seen the 1984 masterpiece Amadeus, maybe pause here and go watch that. Okay, are you back? Did you watch it? Okay, it was highly exaggerated and mostly fiction. It's also the main reason why to this day, people believe that Mozart was not only murdered, but murdered at Salieri's hand. Here's the real story though. Antonio Salieri was an Italian composer who moved to Vienna in the 1770s. I briefly mentioned this way back in the Marie Antoinette episode, but when Mozart was a child, we're talking like four years old, he performed for Maria Therese, the mother of Marie Antoinette, and there's a charming little anecdote that baby Mozart asked Marie Antoinette to marry him. Anyway, years later, when Salieri came to town, Marie Antoinette's brother, Joseph II, was ruler. Salieri was studying under one of Joseph's chamber musicians, and Salieri quickly caught Joseph's ear. He became the court composer and favorite of Joseph II. And by the time Mozart came to town, he was livid. You see, Mozart had a healthy ego, to put it mildly. He believed his own genius and was not at all shy about it. He was ambitious, and as a German, he was mad that an Italian composer was the one getting all the commissions for operas in Vienna. Mozart's father, Leopold, who seriously was like the 1700s version of a dance mom, definitely egged Mozart on. But the thing is... Mozart admired Salieri and wanted to be like him. The movie Amadeus makes it seem like Salieri had zero talent. The man wrote more than 40 operas over his career and enjoyed his position as composer for Joseph II until Joseph's death in 1790. It's like 30 years. So he was definitely doing something right. Salieri was a very charming guy. I mean, you kind of had to be to entertain court favor. Mozart's dad, Leopold, again, dance mom extraordinaire, wrote to Mozart's sister, who we'll talk about next time, Salieri and all his supporters will again try to move heaven and earth to ruin his opera. But the thing was, Salieri was untouchable. He was the court favorite. To him, Mozart was a little upstart. What I'm saying is, he knew who Mozart was. They even worked together a little bit, including on a composition. But he had no reason to care about Mozart or his career. It was beneath him. After Mozart found success with his own operas, he calmed down a bit towards Salieri, and the two were on friendly terms. Their rivalry, which I'm saying in air quotes, is more akin to like feuding with your coworker. Mozart died very early, at 35 in 1791. 
I'm going to try to get an episode in on the circumstances of his death, but for now, let's just say they were mysterious. Before his death, he was pretty erratic and dramatic and said, Surely I have been given poison. I cannot let go of this thought. Before he died, Salieri visited him. Then he died, and that was literally it. However, Mozart's wife held onto the idea of the poison and was naturally inclined to hate Salieri as she was one of the main people to accuse him of jealousy of her husband. But Salieri lived until 1825, so his time with Mozart was a drop in the bucket. After Mozart died, he taught a few young musicians you may have heard of, such as Schubert and Beethoven, and he still composed music. Over the decades, nationalism grew as countries became more solidified and closer to what they are today. Since Salieri was an Italian, he was considered an outsider, even though he lived in Vienna his whole life. As Salieri got older, his mental state declined. This is when people started claiming that Salieri had confessed to Mozart's murder. Mind you, this is like more than 30 years later. The idea was definitely encouraged by Mozart's family, and then in 1830, a play called Mozart and Salieri was produced, which further laid the claim. In the 1970s, another play was produced, and one of the productions of it actually starred Ian McKellen as Salieri, Tim Curry as Mozart, and Jane Seymour as Mozart's wife, Costanz. I haven't had a second to check, but I really hope there's a recording of that. Jeez, sounds awesome. Then, as we all know, because we all just watched Amadeus, which, by the way, means loved by God, in 1984, the idea that Salieri killed Mozart was solidified by the film. F. Murray Abraham, who played Salieri, won the Academy Award for Best Actor that year over Tom Hulse, who played Mozart. These days, Salieri is starting to get a bit more love, but obviously still relegated to the sidelines. If you're interested in learning more, there is a fabulous article by The New Yorker all about Salieri, and they have an audio version right there on the article if you prefer to listen to it. I'll link to that in the show notes. One interesting thing talked about in the article was the idea that people love this story because it's got similar themes to the biblical story of Cain and Abel, with the beloved son and the son who was cast aside. Go read or listen to the article, though, because I can't do it justice. All right, my dear listeners, like I said, it may be a bit before I'm back, probably not next week, but I'll do what I can. Sometime this month, though, join me as we take a look at the life of Nanarelle, Mozart's forgotten sister. <laughs> 